Hello! Welcome to another story about the Peters family. The name of this week's story, which is a two-parter, is Penelope Learns Diligence, Part 1. As always, we've included a line from a hymn or a hymn title within the story. If you recognize it, send your answer to whimsywins at gmail.com. If yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. Last week's winner was Evangeline from Martinez, California, with her correct answer of When We All Get to Heaven, from the story The Peters Patiently Serve. Great job, Evangeline! Now, without further ado, let's start this week's story. Penelope Learns Diligence, Part 1 Though the summer was coming to a close, Penelope was determined to make the most of the remaining time. At the commencement of summer, she had written a master plan of proposed activities in her little Miss Molly pink notebook. She included all of her plans, both big and small, but after a while, she had begun to run out of room to write it all down in a notebook. On the first seven days of her notebook, she wrote down, wake up, brush teeth, help with twins, eat breakfast, clean up dishes, play with cars, play magnetic tiles, eat carrots, ask Pearson to go crawdadding, pack lunch for crawdadding, crawdad, play with dolls in the afternoon, help Mama Peters prepare dinner, eat dinner, family worship, brush teeth, take shower, bed. The details were just too excessive, and she didn't have the patience to write them all down. Instead, she simply wrote down each day's events that were different, and she made a separate list of her summer goals. She named it Summer Bucket List. It included riding her bike to the corner store with Pearson for the first time, catching four fish with Daddy Peters at the pond, figuring out a way to make $50, trying out her new roller skates, memorizing Psalm 103 with Mama Peters, and taking Gurley for a daily walk. Looking at the list, though, she realized that Summer was getting away from her, but she had completed very few of her goals. And even though she had walked Gurley with Pearson every day, which was one of the items on her bucket list, it really wasn't an adventure or anything new because it was already on their chore list, so it was something that was expected of them. Penelope decided that today would be different. She would tackle her projects with a new energy, and Monday was a good day to start. So after she had awakened and read her Bible and written in her prayer journal, she immediately opened her little Miss Molly notebook and began to study it carefully. She fully intended to complete at least one of the bucket list items. Reading up and down through all of the possibilities produced a glimmer of hopefulness. She was certain that with the Lord's help and by His grace, she could cross one of the items off her bucket list. Finally, she settled on Make $50. Glancing over at Patience and Priscilla, her toddler twin sisters who had just awakened and were looking at her through the bars of their crib, sweetly chatting, Penelope walked over. I'm going to try to make some money today, ladies. You want to help me? Patience and Priscilla, not exactly understanding what Penelope had just asked them, but very sure of their adoration for their older sister, nodded their approval. So come on, Twinkies, let's get you dressed. Penelope reached into the crib, pulled the girls out, and placed them gently on the floor. She retrieved two diapers and began the task of changing them. However, Mama Peters opened the door and walked into the bedroom with a different plan. Good morning, ladies. Pen, don't put on those new diapers just yet. This is going to be our first day of potty training for the twins. 
Whoa, really, Mama Peters? How come? Because it's been on my mind every day lately, and I've noticed that both of them have indicated that they want to try to go on the toilet. And so I put it on my bucket list for the summer, Mama Peters explained. Oh, Mama Peters, I'm so happy to help you then. Penelope was all too easy to assist Mama Peters. That's not going to be easy. Potty training two instead of one. You got that right, Pen. But I've been praying about it, and I'm certain God will give me the strength and energy to persevere. I'm just praying it'll happen faster than it happened with you. Oh, was I very slow, Mama Peters? Oh, Nellie, you have no idea how slow you were. Potty training was about as smooth as sandpaper. It certainly wasn't an easy process. I'm sure you don't remember. But you pooped in your underwear no fewer than 30 times. It was awful. Even when I thought we had overcome all of the hard parts, you were still a stubborn mule about using the toilet. I don't think I've ever told you the story about the time I was nearly at my wit's end. I was frazzled and tired from a difficult night because Pearson had been throwing up the night before. I was concerned about Pearson getting dehydrated, so while Daddy Peter stayed at home with Pearson, I ran to the store with you. Right before we left for the store, though, I had put you on the toilet to make sure we were good to go. Anyway, you did a great job of going number one. So I put on your big girl undies and gave you one chocolate candy, which I used as rewards, and we went to the store. You were sitting happily in the cart at the store, while I'm pretty sure I looked worn and haggard, and I remember specifically that I looked down and saw that on my left foot I had one of my flip-flops, but on my right foot... I had accidentally worn one of Daddy Peters' flip-flops. And not only that, but both shoes were on the wrong feet. My shirt had a stain on it, and my hair was a disheveled mess. So you get the picture. Anyhow, on the way to the aisle where the electrolyte juice for toddlers was stocked, I suddenly smelled an absolutely putrefying odor. I looked down, and you were just looking at me innocently. A smile plastered on your face. Only it wasn't long before I discovered the source of the Maladora scent. You had not only pooped in your underwear, but it was oozing out under your legs and into the cart. Even as I tell you the story, I feel like gagging. When I say it was one of the grossest episodes I've ever had to deal with, I'm not being hyperbolic in the least. I pulled you out of the cart and realized immediately that that was the wrong move because it was spreading the disaster, and I had no solution. I hadn't packed another pair of underwear. I quickly pushed the cart outside, with you flailing in my arms and poop everywhere. I felt terrible for an employee who walked over and offered her services. She was such a sweetheart. She had a mop and rags and bleach, and she was so wonderful to help me clean up that muck. It was cleaned up in a jiff. Unfortunately, though, You can't really bleach humans, so I still had you to worry about. I asked for some paper towels and promptly wiped you all down and wrapped you in paper towels. You look like you had a paper towel skirt on. In any case, I finished my business at the store and we got in the car to drive home. Needless to say, but I'll say it anyway, I was none too happy with you, Penelope. And it didn't help that when we arrived home, The car stunk to high heaven. Oh, Mama Peters, that story is so disgusting. I'm so sorry I did that to you. Oh, sweet Nellie, no big deal now, and it sure makes for a funny story. Anyway, I hope the twins don't do that.
Me too. Oh, and guess what, Mama Peters? I have something on my bucket list that I was going to try to do today. Oh, really? What's that, Pen? I was going to try to do a bake sale and lemonade stand. My goal is to make $50 this summer. Wow, you never told me about that idea. That's a super fun one. But keep in mind, sweetie, that you likely won't make that much money in one bake sale, so you might have to do a couple of them. I was thinking about that too, Mama Peters, and I agree with you. I'm happy that you want to do that, Pen. Unfortunately, I won't be able to help out much because I'm going to be spending much of the day on the floor of the bathroom helping the girls learn to go potty. But I'm confident with your baking skills, you won't really need my help. Okay, Mama Peters, that's fine. I've made tons of cookies before. And maybe Pearson will help me make the lemonade. Oh, yes, I'm sure your brother will help you. That's a great idea, Pen. With that settled, both ladies were off to the races with their bucket list plans. As a test run, Penelope had decided for this initial sale to make simple chocolate chip cookies. If it proved to be a success, she would plan to offer a bigger assortment of items the next time around. But for today, making chocolate chip cookies was doable. And Pearson, who had heartily agreed to help her with the sale, was pulling lemons off the tree in the front yard. By the time Penelope was finished with the cookies, and Pearson was finished squeezing the lemon juice and adding the sugar and ice to the pitcher, Mama Peters had already spent an hour in the bathroom with the twins. How's it going in here? Pearson asked as he and Penelope walked into the bathroom. I would say everything is going pretty well, Pierce. We've sung many verses of At Calvary, and while it doesn't seem to be helping the girls go potty, it is helping them hear the gospel. Mama Peters chuckled. (laughs) Pearson and Penelope glanced over at the girls who were both sitting on their individual potties in the bathroom. Penelope began to sing the chorus to At Calvary, the hymn that Mama Peters and the girls had been singing earlier. Mercy there was great and grace was free, pardon there was multiplied to me. There my burdened soul found liberty at Calvary. At the end of the song, Patience looked up at Penelope and smiled, and Priscilla giggled, (laughs) which warmed Penelope's heart. Well, one thing is sure, Penelope said, they are super cute. Now, can we head out and begin the bake sale, Mama Peters? We'll bring a table and two chairs under the oak tree at the end of the street, where there's a little bit more foot traffic. Penelope's words were coming fast and furious. That sounds fine. You might want to load your stuff into the wagon. It'll be easier to walk down there. And remember, pray, pray, pray. In fact, how about I pray now for the success of our endeavors? Remember, don't get discouraged, even when it seems as though there isn't much business. If you remember a couple summers ago, When you wanted to make some money for our Bronzyland trip, we held a bake sale. Initially, you didn't get much business, so you started to feel defeated. But Daddy Peters encouraged you to keep at it and suggested you advertise it by yelling at passersby that you were holding a bake sale. We ended up having eight highly profitable bake sales that summer. So trust God for the results, whatever they are. Mama Peters began praying, praising the Lord for summer days and for the joy of children. She asked God to help her with potty training and for Pearson and Penelope's success with the lemonade stand. When Mama Peters closed the prayer, they all said amen in unison. And right at that very moment, they heard a sound that was like music to Mama Peters' ears. The sound of one of the girls going potty. It was Patience! 
She looked startled by the new sensation of going on a toilet rather than in a diaper. But Mama Peters jumped up and yelled excitedly, Patience! Praise the Lord! You went potty! Pearson and Penelope joined Mama Peters in her excitement, and they began yelling their congratulations. But just as they were praising Patience, Priscilla got into the act. She, too, went potty, and the joy in the bathroom doubled. Mama Peters, they're doing it! Penelope yelled happily. I know, Pen. Praise the Lord. This is so exciting. Mama Peters pulled the girls off the toilets and pulled up their brand new Little Miss Molly potty training underwear. She handed each of them a chocolate candy. Patience and Priscilla looked quite pleased with themselves and smiled at everyone around them. Girlies, I am so proud of you. Let's take an hour break from our work here and walk with Penelope and Pearson down to the bake sale. Come on, ladies. Mama Peters put out her hands, and each of the twins took one of Mama Peters' hands. Setting up their bake sale was as easy as pie. Penelope and Pearson took their positions behind the table. They had their homemade sign taped to the front of the table and had barely sat down when their first customer arrived. He was a young dad with a little boy on a bike with training wheels. Good morning, he greeted them. I know we shouldn't have cookies in the morning, but these sure do look good and we need a break from learning to ride. Well, thanks for stopping. How can I help you, sir? Penelope asked in her most grown-up voice. She was excited for their very first customers. I think we'll both take a cookie and lemonade. Is it freshly squeezed? Sure is. Pearson was only too happy that someone had noticed. Perfect, the man replied. It's already blazing this morning, so I'm happy to have a cold drink. Pearson and Penelope barely handed the man his cookies and lemonade before he began to eat. Holy cow! These cookies are delicious! I need to go get my wife. She's going to want to try one of these. Oh, thank you! Penelope blushed, happy to have a satisfied customer. After finishing up, the man and his son went on their merry way. Penelope was ecstatic about their first sale. Mama Peters, this is going so well! We only just started and we already have five dollars! Well, praise the Lord! Mama Peters declared. Yes, praise the Lord, Penelope practically shouted. She sat back down at the table expectantly. Why, if business was going to come this fast, her bucket list would get its first check mark by the end of the day, after only one bake sale. She had a suggestion for Pearson. Hey, Pierce, maybe you should get a cup of lemonade ready. That way, when the next customer comes, you'll be all ready to go. You think, Pen? I, I don't want to put the ice in and water it down. And I don't want to open the cooler of ice until we really need to. It's a little hot to do that. Well, it seems like we're going to go really fast. I only made a hundred cookies. So, Mama Peter, should I go home and make another batch real fast? Well, given that you've only sold two so far, I think that can wait. Well, I was just thinking maybe I should make more because it happened so fast. It's been really successful so far. Penelope took a quick look down the street in both directions, but she didn't see much foot traffic. There was a smattering of people who passed by, but they politely declined the gentle propositions of Penelope and Pearson to buy some cookies and lemonade. More than a half hour had gone by without a single other customer, and Penelope began to feel discouraged. She scowled a bit in the hot sun and strained to see if other people were coming down the street. Mama Peters, sensing Penelope's downtrodden spirit, began to speak. Pen? Patience is really key here. Remember, just because you had initial success 
doesn't mean you should have false hope. You don't want to assume that all of your sales will happen just as quickly as the first one came. But Mama Peters, that man and his son, they came so fast and they said the cookies were delicious and, and he went on and on. And he also said he'd bring his wife back. And right before he left, he even mentioned that he'd tell his, he would tell his neighbors about the stand. I feel lied to, Penelope said, a bit sullenly and perhaps even a little bit angrily. Penelope, I don't think you're being reasonable. It's been only a half an hour, sweetie, and now you're acting angry and sullen. I know it's hot, but look, we have this huge, lovely oak tree to sit under, and it's cooling us down a bit, and we also have ice-cold lemonade to drink in a pinch. When Moses was leading the Israelites to the promised land that God had promised them, he didn't have those kind of luxuries in the wilderness, and the Israelites made it really hard on him. They often rebelled against Moses, and they constantly complained about something. When they didn't have meat to eat, they griped and complained. So God provided meat for them. But still, they weren't happy. They were miserable. When Moses had led them to the Red Sea, the people began to gripe and wish they had stayed back in Egypt where they had been horribly treated. They accused Moses of leading them to their death, and they wanted a new leader. Finally, Moses had had enough. It got so hard on Moses that in Numbers 11, he told God that he just couldn't go on being Israel's leader. He asked God to just let him die because he was done. He was sick and tired of the whole mess. His expectations of the people listening to him were dashed. Here God had delivered them from the rule of Pharaoh, and it was a great victory. Moses may have thought it would be easy sailing after they had been delivered, but it was anything but. He had to rest on God's promises. But he got discouraged, and that's what's happening with you. You had a modicum of initial success, and you felt happy and blessed. But your expectations were that you'll only continue to have success. Only now, God has called you to wait on him. Mama Peters noticed that Penelope's face still looked dejected, so she prayed silently and continued to try to encourage her oldest daughter. Much of our lives are spent waiting on God and you aren't waiting well. You're waiting with complaint. God calls us to persevere, to be diligent, to hang in there. Proverbs 21.5 says, The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. Nellie, you're showing your lack of diligence here. You decided on a course of action, and you need to diligently see that action through to the finish line. This is Grandmom's Corner. As I was listening to this story, I thought of my grandson Ezra, who is 13 years old and the second youngest in a family of nine. I asked him to share about a particular time when he exercised diligence. He wrote down his thoughts, so listen as he shares. I will tell you the story of how I learned how to of how I learned to ride a unicycle. For those of you who don't know what a unicycle is, a unicycle is a one-wheeled bicycle. My siblings and I got a unicycle for Christmas, and my brother started riding it immediately. After his older brother learned how to ride it pretty quickly, Ezra tried his hand at it. I sat on it and held onto a fence, but couldn't balance very well, so I decided to drop the whole thing. My mother gave me no option, but told me I had to practice until I was able to ride. She did this because she said I needed to learn diligence. I slowly but surely learned to ride. 
but not very well, as I rode only getting a couple pedals in. Gradually, I was able to ride it further and further. Along the way, I didn't want to ride it anymore. My parents prayed for me to have diligence and learn how to ride it well. The Lord answered their prayers, and I can now ride it as far as I'm willing to go. Proverbs 13.4 says, The soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing, while the soul of the diligent is richly supplied. On January 20th, 2021, my daughter, Ezra's mom, sent the family text a video of Ezra riding the unicycle without any kind of help, like leaning against a fence or up against a car. He was just riding it on his own. And my daughter wrote, this is so fun for us. She also wrote that she had instructed Ezra to ride it every day and practice until he got it because she wanted him to feel the elation of victory. At the end of the text, she said, I am thankful for the little things that teach big lessons. When I think of diligence, I also think of Proverbs 6, 6 through 9. I've known Proverbs 6, 6 ever since I can remember. Go to the ant, O sluggard. Observe her ways and be wise, which having no chief, officer, or ruler, prepares her food in the summer and gathers her provision in the harvest. How long will you lie down, O sluggard? When will you arise from your sleep? And all of us have probably seen a tiny little ant as it carries things along. Some of the things look bigger than the ant, but it won't be deterred. It continues to work hard. And it does so without having a boss over it. It just knows how to work and is diligent, just like Ezra was diligent when he finally learned to ride the unicycle. And our family was so proud of him. The Lord willing, we'll be back next week with another story about the Peters family, part two of this week's story. Bye for now.